0: You're listening to the Queensland Theatre Quality Time Podcast. Let me set the scene. There's nothing like a new Australian play to capture the current voice of our country. A story can find its way to our stage through many paths, but perhaps one of the most direct and exciting ways is through the Queensland Premier's Drama Award. Celebrating 20 years in 2021, this award discovers, develops, and produces outstanding Australian plays. Plus, most exciting of all, it's the only playwriting prize in the country that guarantees a premiere season of the work. Joining Lee Lewis in the studio today are previous winners Daniel Evans and Steve Peary to discuss their experiences with the award and their suggestions for playwrights considering entering their scripts this year. Enjoy.
1: Good evening, everybody. My name is Lee Lewis. I'm the Artistic Director here at Queensland Theatre. And welcome to another edition of Queensland Theatre's Quality Time, where we have podcast conversations with artists who are involved in the company about many different things and it's been lovely to hear how many of you have been tuning in and that they have given you some interesting insight into the world of Queensland Theatre. Of course, all of the work that we make here at Queensland Theatre is on the lands of the Yagura and the Turrbal people and I'd like to take this moment to acknowledge that stories have been told on this land for thousands and thousands of years. I'd like to pay respect to elders past and present and the work that they have done in ensuring that the world's oldest continuous culture is rich and at the front of our imaginative spaces. Welcome this evening, Steve Peary and Dan Evans. We are going to be talking about the Queensland Premier's Drama Award, a playwriting prize that both of you have won. (sighs) I know. I am surrounded by award winning playwrights oh. as we speak. Now they are both of them also associate artists here at Queensland Theatre, which means I'm exploiting them horribly. It's <laughs>
0: it's the evening
1: time. It's the evening yes. time and I've said I want I want to do a podcast about this because we think we've got writers around the country who wanna know a little bit more about this award because it is not a conventional award. I'm gonna give a little bit of an outline and then I'm gonna to start to ask you some questions about what your relationship to the idea of competition writing the idea of this particular award and what that's done for you. So you can have a little bit of think about that while I talk about the award for two seconds. Yeah. So for about 20 years, Queensland Theatre has been partnering with the Queensland Government to host an award sponsored by the Premier that seeks a great play to put on the stage here at Queensland Theatre for Queensland audiences. The nature of the award has changed over those 20 years, but coming up on a 20-year anniversary of an award, we can look back over some pretty extraordinary plays, including the two of you. Well, we can't look back on your award-winning play yet, Steve. Not yet. Because Steve Peary won the last award, and so it's a two-year prize, and in the first year we find the play and then we develop it, and the next year we put it on the stage. What makes it unique is that winning the the award guarantees you a production at a state theatre company in Australia. There is no other award like it in the country. But even more significantly now, Griffith University has come on board as a partner to make sure that there is a nice big cash prize for the playwrights as well. I'm really sorry about this. You didn't get it in your years. But they've given $30,000 to the award, which means on top of getting a commission to write the play, to finish the play, you also get $30,000. What? Yes, tax-free, to do with what you want because ultimately, let's be honest, the last couple of years have sucked for playwrights in Mm -hmm. the theatre world. I don't know how you guys have paid rent Mm -hmm. but I'm glad that you have, that you're still playwrights and I don't say that flippantly. It's been really hard around the world for people who make their living by writing plays. There have been no royalties. Mm -hmm. Things haven't been performed anywhere Mm -hmm. and so... This increased incentive, if you like, to enter the award also comes at a time when all of our playwrights need this support. So $30,000 will go a long way to making sure you can eat for a year and continue to write, and we need you to keep writing because we need our playwrights. Mm. So the award has become huge in the scheme of the country. It's kind of like winning the Archibald now for playwrights Mm. because it's at that kind of scale. I mean, when you two won it, you were guaranteed a production. So Queen Santino was going to put your play Mm. on stage. Why did you enter the award?
2: Oh, wow. I had entered it a few years ago because it was just the point in my career where I was ready for the next step. And I think this is what a lot of people who may be thinking about the award and entering, I would firstly say, do it. You have nothing to lose apart from the award by entering. But in terms of what I was looking for, I felt like I was ready for that next step. I'd been making a lot of independent works for a long time. And the work that I was interested in, was starting to grow in its scale. And I think that's what the award would allow me to do is to have it at a state theatre company where scale is something that we can be ambitious for. So I had entered it a few years ago. My first experience was actually seeing dance play, Oedipus Doesn't Live Here Anymore, as the reading. So my year was a little bit different because, you know, last year was a little bit different. But we would normally have three public Readings of the work, and I remember seeing Dan's work and being blown away. I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. Just exceptional.
3: Oh, thank you. Keep going. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Do you want me to do it slower? (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
3: wow. Steve, you talk with such eloquence and about kind of strategy and I don't know, kind of like moving towards there as a goal. I'm on the flip, I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I just had this story burning inside of me Mm. and I was like, I so want to share this with someone. And then the award kind of like, it was almost like a magical, a moment of like synchronicity or symbiosis where the award opened and I went, I'm going to put it in, it's pretty out there and it scared me. I knew that was good because I Mm -hmm. think when a play scares you, you go, you're on the right
1: track. Because you were doing an adaptation. Yes. A very Mm. contemporary adaptation of a great Greek myth. Yes, which Mm -hmm.
3: is scary in and of itself. Whenever you're doing any kind of like reimagining of a classic, you always have the... Well, quite literally, in this case, the gods (laughs) above you going, what are you doing with this story? (laughs) And I think I was a bit nervous. But then, so I applied and then it was like, oh, you're into the next phase. And then, then I was like, oh, okay, well i wait for the dropout, and here's Mm -hmm. the next phase. And it was a bit different in my year because we got a chance to pitch to the judges.
1: But that's now... No, 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 that's still there. So the the award has changed a little bit. Yeah, right. It used to be that you could submit an idea and a sample of your writing. Mm -hmm. In other years, we've asked for a bigger sample. Different things have been open in the award. Mm. At some point, it was only only eligible for Queensland Writers. Yes. So now it's open to writers around the country. So anyone who is an Australian or Australian resident Mm -hmm. can enter. Mm -hmm. But this year it has to be a complete play. Yes. So you wouldn't be able to enter with your little bit of writing and your ideas. Hairbrain schemes. Mm -hmm. schemes. Yes. And, you know, there are swings and roundabouts with all of the different versions. There is Mm. no such thing as the perfect award. There's just Mm. the hunt for a great play.
3: Do you know what I would say, though? On the back of that is that I think I left it in pieces or at the idea stage because I was like, I can change it, I can mould it, I can make it whatever you want. And actually, out of talking with the company and at the time the judging panel, they were like, "Don't stick true, like stay true mm. to what you want to do and write what you, you want to yeah. write." And it was the best advice because I, I, it was kind of like, "All right, well, safety belt off, let's go for it, and mm. let's just see where we end up." Mm. And at the end, of the competition receded and what emerged was a work that I was so extremely proud of to the point where it went to that reading. I was like, if this is where it stops, this is totally fine because that is me and my heart and some really, I guess, like strong and rigorous ideas up there that I can be proud of. I Absolutely. think that's what any writer wants at yeah. the end of a first now, look, draft. look, it's, it's an, it.
1: an interesting question though because mm. people say to me, oh, no, what are you looking for? Yeah, Which oh. goes back to that thing where yeah. you were like, I've got all these scenes but I can write what you yeah. want. No, mm-hmm. yeah. no, it is that thing of write what you want. What we're looking mm. for is a, as a play that thrills us. Yes. Mm. And that's it. there's a bit something of a, a bit of mystery in that.
2: It yeah. does take that degree of intuition that I think any playwright hopes that they have, is that mm. the stories that you find interesting is something that our audiences will find interesting too. And yes. I think the thing that I love about Oedipus Dan is that not only was it an adaptation, it was also a new work.
3: Yeah. And I think,
2: I think I'm think i in pretty good company here when I say I'm not necessarily a purist when it comes to classical work. Mm. I don't think theatres are museums. I think they should be organic mm. and adaptive and responsive. And I think that's what this award does very well is that it embraces this new wave of Australian storytelling. And I think that's mm. something for anyone who feels like their story can fill a gap in the contemporary Australian canon,
1: put it in. What have we not seen before? What are you not hearing? What are you not hearing playwrights say? If mm. you can feel the gap, then we can too. Oh, mm. my gosh. Well, my embarrassing confessions,
3: I remember pretty much every comment someone made about that play. And I remember Lee Lewis, who was terrifying at the time. I was like, oh, it's Lee Lewis. <laughs> She's asking me about my play. And <laughs> she said to me, you said to me, or rather, <laughs> you're here in the room, ah, um, why why does this story need to happen right now? Like, what? why does, what oh. makes this, why in Queensland? And I remember I said, because I haven't seen these types of characters or these types of scenarios represented on a main stage for a long time, and I grew up in the deep outer suburbs of, of Brisbane, where this play is set, and I was like, I haven't seen my community or my people or my adolescent experience evoked in this way. And then in saying those words out aloud, it was like a prophecy, and that kind of just, began to settle over the workman. That's my point of difference. That is what I'm bringing mm. to the table. That was the source of the fire of what I had to tell, I is think. Isn't that
1: fascinating because I remember what what I loved about your play is that you took me to the, su- to the suburbs. And, yeah, you can say it's the suburbs of Brisbane, but mm. I didn't live in Brisbane at the time. Yeah. So I just was taken to the suburbs and I you made me understand who the kings and the queens mm. and the gods of the suburb are.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. And who the princes of the suburb are, yeah. and that strange thing mm-hmm. at the end, the four car garage that was yes. Oedipus's house that just had motherfucker sprayed across, yes. the, across the door of it. Yeah. And you kind of go, that's what happens to the king of the suburb. Yeah. I think there was a scene in a, like with the trolleys in the car yes. park of a shopping, shopping center. Shopping center. Mm. And I remember those vividly. And what's fascinating is that I've, That wasn't what was on the stage design. That was all in the writing that made me go, that's exactly where that is. Yeah. And that that idea of we have suburban gods. Yes. We do. They just don't look like what the Greek gods were. Yes. But what are the dominant forces in Mm. our ordinary everyday lives? Mm. And that was kind of amazing. Yes. And I
3: think that is, okay, and that's what I would say. If you're thinking of applying... My biggest tip is to go, what is the landscape? Like, where are you writing mm. from? And it can yeah. be internal, it can be external. I think about the, the players that have won previous. I think about Michelle Lee, I think about mm-hmm. Maxine Miller, mm-hmm. and those worlds. They took us to worlds, and yeah. the worlds are really clear. I think the world is like, find the world that you, that you are bringing to this award. And I, if I can dovetail into Steve, your work. The world is so clear. And I remember Lee saying in her announcement of the win up that this play. It's one of the most exciting she's read in years, and I had the privilege of working on it and of having read it. And I must say, it is exciting because I, I think it's so exciting because of the world. I haven't seen this world on stage, I don't think ever. And so it's a beautiful kind of world that you're you're bringing us. I think that's my tip to people.
2: But this is but this is exactly what the mission of a playwright is: is to pull back the corners of, mm. of what sits at the edge of our society and to tell us a story. So mm. whether it be from, you know, out of suburbia, whether it's uh, Michelle's play that pulls apart Pan-Asian politics mm. and corporate culture and whether we go into Maxine's play from a long time ago. Well, how long ago was that now? Trollot. Trollot oh, was... I think it was-
3: 2000 and- Twelve, maybe
2: that was. Yeah. that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, uh, we might get corrected on that. But yeah, but the way disclaiming those
3: disclaimers <laughs> comes right here. Yeah, Great. we all might all work here, but yeah. we don't have all the data. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let I me just
2: so get my uh, day planner out. <laughs> we'll I go know. Back. But the way that way Max's was a response to the floods that happened at the I time know. as well, and and yes. a larger uh, sense of climate grief that erupted from that. Uh, so yes. each each play is it's as you say it's it's a little capsule of something that we want to give to a much wider audience, and I think. Going into the interview process for a return to the dirt because I was, I was mm. in the interview process for a few others and, and this was the one that I
3: really this was when you a triple threat didn't you have like eighteen
2: plays okay yeah yeah back which, is another, which is another which is another thing
1: point changed yes us. bullet yes. point you used to be able to enter a number of plays now you can only enter one so you have to choose your but what You're you think your is your horse. best play Sorry, back everyone. your horse he he entered three they were shortlisted but actually choose for yourself Quite interestingly is this the one you would have chosen
2: absolutely. Yeah because is this is the one that I couldn't do on my own.
1: Oh.
2: I remember speaking about that very candidly in The interview process. Mm. I had three plays that I had. I had one that had had some development with another company. I had had another one, which is co-written with a lovely actress and writer named Emily Burton. And the third one, which was Return to the Dirt. And I remember thinking about just going back to this idea of scale and and it's a huge world and it it Mm. needs resources and it needed time, which is something that I think this award blesses you with, is that you have the time and the resources to make it the best thing it can be. And I remember... Sitting in that interview, and firstly being nervous as all hell, but also being able to clearly articulate that this is not something I can do as an independent artist. Yeah. I can't make this set out of milk crates and things that I've borrowed from underneath my parents' house. I can't take the stuff that I <laughs> without that being hugely
3: <laughs> disrespectful. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can't dig anything up. There's laws around that, and you'll find out when you see the play. But all legalities aside, it was it was something that I couldn't actually rustle up on my own, and mm. it needed a community to bring it. To fruition, and that was something I knew very clearly from the start.
1: And obviously, that spoke to the the panel insofar as why bring this play to Queensland Theatre. Yes, if you can do it yourself, and you want to do it yourself, you should do it yourself. Absolutely, because bringing a play into a state theatre company, is a very particular thing. It's mm. it's not like making a play by yourself. You lose a bit of control. You do. There are suddenly a lot of other other professionals that come crashing in on your very special space yes. and start going, well, I think this and I think this, and I, you've got to want that. It's beyond collaboration. It's actually sharing process with other Mm. equally passionate and creative individuals Mm. who will add to and take away from your work. Mm. And are you ready for that? Is the work ready for that? Does it want it? Does it need it? Or can you make it with the people? Are you better to make it with the people that you know? Mm. Are you trying to protect something you think could be steamrolled by a bigger Mm. process? And that's an interesting thought for playwrights to consider in their own work too. It's a putting a show on within the framework of a state theatre company is a pretty, I want to say it's a brutal process, but it's just...
2: You are introduced (laughs) to more compromises.
1: Yes, you'd think it would not be that, but it actually is. Mm. There are things that we can't do. There is freedom Mm. that we don't have on this space uh, that that allows us to take a work to a large number of people in a very short space of time. It's not something where you can choose to rehearse in little bits across the course of the year. There will be actors coming in and there will be four weeks Mm. of rehearsal Mm -hmm. and it has to land within that space of time. That's the opportunity.
2: It is an interesting consideration too, particularly from my experience where Return to the Dirt is, I would call it a autobiographical piece it's it's about me yeah um, it's a personal story so and i know that we are in an exciting point in time in the larger australian landscape where autobiographical people and people who feel very excited to share their own stories their own lived experiences is very popular right now so for anyone entering their own personal stories into this work that's something to really consider about it's 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 quite daunting to hand over your personal story to a company as well and to give them that level of trust to go, this is the way that it's going to be handled. So it's just something to think about. It's not a discouragement. I am not discouraging anybody, but I wish I had thought about this a little bit more before I went into the process too. I've been very lucky with Return to the Dirt in that I have an excellent creator team.
1: I he has to say this because I'm directing it. Yes. Yeah, you <laughs> and do. he can't actually undermine me at this particular no, point. No, no, of can course. We room for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, look, it is that thing, isn't it? It's especially in that autobiographical space, you write something mm. which is precious to you and all the order is necessary, who plays it is necessary. Then yeah. you start to get into... Other people going, well, what about this person? What about that person? Mm-hmm. And you're going, Oh, the picture's starting to change in my head. Yeah. It started with original people. Now some you know you've got a director who's going, Oh, I think it could be someone like this, and you mm. kinda go can I do I want to let go? Do I want to mm. relinquish or share control? Yeah. And you know, structurally, oh it's actually more dramatically satisfying if the scenes go like this. Yes. And you reverse the order and you go, but that's not the order it happened in my life. And you go, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a better story.
2: Absolutely. And
1: you're in a fictional space to a certain mm. extent. Do you want that to happen to your work? Do you not want that and mm. look, I would say the conversations I would hope I had with respect and in a conversation space rather than a dictatorial one. Please tell no, me No, I, I think I think mine
2: <laughs> I think mine is much more the the aspiration rather than the cautionary tale. I genuinely believe that. I- but
1: that's also you going, I want this to be made for a wider audience. Yeah. And there are things that happen when it gets bigger and bigger. It's interesting, Sarah Rule is an interesting example of of scaling up your work. She was a beautiful off-off Broadway writer, some really interesting ideas and she made a conscious choice as a writer that she wanted to write for Broadway. Now I a lot of people have actually made that choice and it's never actually managed (coughs) to happen for them. Mm -hmm. But this is a talented writer who said, I want to tell a story that reaches that many people. How Mm. do I need to shape my story so that it can withstand the pressures of that space? Mm. And she did. She found her way to tell stories in a way that fit in that space, which is very different to how you tell it when it's in an under Broadway space absolutely
2: you really do have to give some serious thought to who your audiences are and well specifically to us what is a Queensland theatre audience what do you want a Queensland theatre because it's it's interesting
1: now it's now that it's open up to writers around the country as opposed to just Queensland writers the question is that I'm asking writers around the country to is write for a Queensland audience Mm. We have the best audience in the whole country here in Brisbane. Mm. We do. I find it a complex and rich and adventurous audience that is incredibly literate and open and and interestingly not jaded at all and careful in judgment, not crushing in judgment. So actually an extraordinary space for new work, yeah? totally agree with you. I think it's so exciting
3: to... When you meet audiences and you're about to have this beautiful, special thing happen to you, Steve, and I will never forget this, is when you meet your audience, when you meet the audience mm. after they've seen your mm-hmm. work. And because it is the State Theatre Company, it meets a wider swathe of people. And you'll be so surprised who comes up to you to grip you in the foyer and who pulls you aside into a corner for a conversation. They're the most and giving and yeah, generous people and, and they love conversation it. conversation
1: about your play mm-hmm. and what, yeah. how it spoke to them and actually realised the play's about them, yes. not about you at all. Yeah. And yeah. What's kind so, of magic in that space mm-hmm. is that I would say it doesn't happen with new international work. Really, those works can touch people, mm. but they don't grab you. Like an yeah. Australian audience owns its new place. Yes. Yes. yeah, that and that's what's yeah, yeah, and and they and they take it on board as a new, and it's speaking for us, and they will tell you what they think mm-hmm. because it's their play now, yes. and. It's interesting when you do an American play. It's not their play. They can enjoy it. They can have mm-hmm. thoughts about it, but it's not the thing that they're going to like. Hop, pin you in the corner yeah. of the foyer and talk to you about for half an hour When really mm-hmm. you just want to get to the bar and have a gin. Yes. No, it's their play. It's their experience and you give over to that. And I go, that's the audience. I want the audience for Queensland Theatre to be considered by writers around the country. What have you got to say to the audience of Queensland Theatre? Because I genuinely love the audiences here and I want the best work in the country for them. And I go, I don't know where it's going to come from but I know that it must be something that grips them and speaks to them in ways that especially for them yeah. whatever that means to you as a writer sorry Steve you go. Oh, uh, okay okay I'll blah. I, say, I I was
3: going to say I'm so moved <laughs> look
0: at us <laughs> writers trying to
3: talk um, no but I think what I was going to say is when, when I was writing I remember vividly oedipus and whenever I do something for the state theater company or for I guess any theater company really I'm always thinking about it on an international benchmark I go I'm not writing for Queensland mm. I'm not even writing for Australia I go where does this sit in the pantheon of like playwriting worldwide and I well, go, because you want well, it you to have aim the, for there, Yeah you, know? you want it to have the longest
2: life you can and I yeah. Yeah. So
1: you are in conversation with the other writers of the planet and you're bringing us a story to the world from a particularly Australian perspective and there are politics that are happening in Queensland at the moment that speak to the whole world. When you're talking about environment, when you're talking about climate change, when you're talking about fossil fuels, when you're talking about the the death of the living organism Mm. that is the the Great Barrier Reef and what that means for the planet, you talk about things that are happening in Queensland that matter to people here, you're talking about things that matter to people in the world and you Mm. should be benchmarking. Marking against Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, yes. you should be like, like yes. Laura Wade. Mm. Who are yes. the writers mm-hmm. around the world who you go? Now, actually, that's interesting. But what I have to say as an Australian is this: yes. and you should be expecting to them to listen. And you are shoot you? for the moon with this one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think that's what you need to
3: do. You are being given permission to dream as large as possible and to be given a very loud microphone. So it's like, what do you want to say with this? What do you want yeah. to do with this award? And my thing is, I would just encourage you to really don't don't put a box around your experience or what you want to write about or think about this being a strictly Queensland, mm-hmm. inverted commas story. It doesn't need to be set on a back deck. I mean, no, we're is. not setting
2: it in Chermside. Yeah. Or we're not doing... It like, yeah. could go, be. But, I oh, it could be. Know, go go for, all th- those, th- for all well, those Chermside return, folks.
1: It returns the dirt set in Toowoomba. It is, yeah. But I would say it's one of the best plays on the planet that I've read in the last few years. Oh, thank you. It sits up there like I in agree. that thing of wanting to wanting to see it, wanting to make it. It touches me in the same way that something mm-hmm. like Gloria did, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins' play. And I go there's work inside this which absolutely sits at the same level as the best writing in the world. And I go That's what we're looking for and that's, I think, what audiences want and actually have a right to is work that can sit Mm. at the same level as the great current international works. Mm. Mm -hmm. The bonus that you have is that you can actually speak in the language of Australians, mm. yeah, that thing yeah. of actually speaking in our voice, which is such an exciting thing mm. on the stage. I, agree. I mean, I am going to take a step to the side also, and actually explain the process a little bit yes, for people. Okay. Yes, yes. We'll because it is an unusual one. The call has gone out to writers around the country to send in your a complete play without your name on it. That The name will appear in another part of the application, mm-hmm. but a script without your name on it because the, the first round is read anonymously. So the readers don't know who's written it. Now, every play at that round will be read at least twice. It's like The Voice. Blind auditions. Blind auditions. Mm-hmm. It's a blind audition, got to turn right? the chair. Yeah, Copy got to out. turn the chair. Can your play turn the chair? There, <laughs> there you, you go. go. Um, <laughs> there you go. And can your play turn the chair twice? Because it's got to be read by <gasps> at least two yeah. people. If they disagree, a third person will get involved. Yeah. Right? But what you're looking for is all three chairs to turn around. Really? So that's Christina, that's Adam Levine. Yeah, hit yeah. the button yeah. and say, I want that player. Yeah, yeah. That Done. Is it ready to do that? Yeah. Okay. okay. Will there be so chairs,
3: Lee Lewis? Are you having chairs oh. in a room somewhere? <laughs> will will <laughs> there be real chairs? chairs. I'm <laughs> ready for
1: We can do that. We <laughs> might, we might copy actually. That, copy that. Copy that. that. Okay. You can write the little piece of script for it. Absolutely. am Okay. So... A large group of people are going to read all of the plays, no matter how many there are, then they're going to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. now people sometimes ask me, how do you do this? Look, it's not a, you get three out of ten for characterization, you get Mm. four out of ten for dialogue. It's just not a science like that and it's not high school like that. We don't mark the plays, we respond to the plays. Mm. And so what happens is that group of people sits around over a course of a few weeks and talks about the plays that they've read and then they compile a long list and they all read that long list. So those plays... And it'll be somewhere around about 25 or 30 plays between those people. They'll all read them and they will all talk about which plays need to be Mm. on our stage. Mm. And that will develop the actual long list, which will then go with their recommendation to judges then wow. the judges will meet all of those playwrights and talk to them about their plays and why they're the written which is terrifying part. that's a which terrifying is the, which but is there's the, also the opportunity to actually talk about your work and who you are as a writer and what you're trying to say to terrifying. to audiences with you. <laughs> yeah. and it's hard to write <laughs> about things because the thing that speaks for you is the play yes. right well yes. i was
2: i was actually really excited about that part because i was like oh, if Steve, I, in my head really? in my head i was like if i can get to the interview stage and i feel like i can make my Point very clear about what this play is and who it is I for. had a PowerPoint.
3: That's how terrifying it was. <laughs> so you were, you were so nat- – uh, we were having chalk and cheese experiences. I mean, it was great. By the end, I was like, I really want to win this now. <laughs> because yeah. I was like yeah. – I was so fired up after that. I was so like, f- yeah, you so come out energised.
1: Yeah. from those meetings, those judges will decide three plays. Mm-hmm. So they make the short list. And those three selected plays will then go on to have some development mm, investment. Yes. So you get then partnered with a, a dramaturg, mm-hmm. a director, maybe some actors if you want to hear it read and things like that. So you work on that play to, to get it to a draft that you're happy to have read for yes. an audience. Then... We do a day, COVID permitting, and we did it online last year, which, was, which couldn't be public because we haven't figured it all out yet, but we still mm. had yep. three full readings of the works mm. on Zoom. Hopefully the next iteration will be back to being live because mm. on that day we read three full plays. Mm. That's a mammoth. It's a, it's it's a, a mammoth day. day. It's a mammoth day. It's, but it's like quite exciting. Yeah. Three new works and you get to see it, having been one of those judges in past yeah. years, uh-huh. you get to see the work hit the audience. Yeah. Not just how what you think about it, but you hear people laughing, yes. you hear people responding uh-huh. and you can see how the play comes up off the page for the actors who've been working on it for a few uh-huh. days. Yes. And from those readings, that group of judges then makes a recommendation to the premier who then announces... The winner, yes, mm. and that winning playwright now will get thirty thousand dollars. Thanks to <gasps> Griffith University. Thank you, Griffith University. A full University. commission, a full you. commission to finish the work and take it to uh, to rehearsal, yes, and then a production the following year. So in twenty twenty three, there will be the next Queensland Premier's Drama Award winning play. <laughs> it could be you listening <laughs> is, to this podcast right now. It's yeah. huge. It, it's it huge. Look, I cannot overstate both the the scale of the award in, in promising production because it's a full-on thing to be able to look at a play and go, can this be ready to be up on a mm. stage within a year? Well, There's a certain amount of readiness that needs to be in the 100%. work.
3: Well, it
2: is, yeah, it is. There, there has to be some rigor going into it. But I th- I think that was really energizing for me. Uh, you know, the, the question, I think we mentioned it just... A little while ago, we were talking about urgency. And because mm. that's the, on every funding, on every development program, everything that we've ever applied to, that's one of the questions that's come up is going, why is this urgent? Why does this need to be now? Mm. And I don't think, you know, Theatre, at the best of times, can be a slow-moving organism. Like, it does, mm. it takes time to develop something to make it truly good. But what this does, and what it certainly did for me, was put it on a fast track. I had a deadline, and I'm one of those writers where if I'm if I'm going to be left to my own devices, I will take my time gestating something. Yeah. But I was lucky in that Return to the Dirt had been through a few developments with a few different companies and mm. had had some support and dramaturgy. And I, I just felt it was very ready. For that next mm. step, for that final kind of
1: downhill run. Yeah, because a year from yes, we're going to program your play to it being on stage is not a long time. It seems it's like not a, a long, long time, time at all, but it's no. really not a long time. You're going to start talking about casting really quickly. You're going to mm-hmm. start talking about designs really quickly, mm-hmm. and if it's not ready to answer all of those questions, then there's not a lot of time. Well, it's yeah. kind of like saying
3: waking up tomorrow and going, "I'm going to run the 800 meters." Yeah. at the Olympics mm-hmm. and then you go okay here we go and it's yeah. like mega training because you are you are put into a hothouse and it's like here we go
1: and that hothouse really is a lot of different people from different disciplines from lighting yes. and sound mm. and mm. dramaturgy asking you lots of questions and if you haven't thought about it and you don't know that can be really confronting mm. when you mm. think oh I don't have the answer to that and there isn't time because this isn't something that could go mm. on in two or three years time yeah. this is going on next year and you've got a lot of other creative artists going. I've got to decide what the design is. Mm
0: -hmm. So I need you Mm -hmm. to answer
1: these things. Is it going to be this or is it going to be that? And if you need more time, this process actually doesn't give you a lot of it. And it can
2: actually be counterintuitive to what you think the final vision could be too. Like if you're forced to rush these decisions, if you don't have that clear Mm -hmm. in your head, that pressure can sometimes be a little bit more harmful than what you think. So uh, when we go back to that idea of protecting the ideas or being selective Mm -hmm. about what you want to put forward – it's just more things to consider.
1: Yeah. But it is interesting that that question of urgency, mm. how do you answer that with your own work? If this work went up five years from now, would it still be the same work mm. or would it be dated? That is such
3: a great question to ask.
1: Yeah. Or does it need to go up within the next three months in order to be relevant? Absolutely. Mm. And if it's three months, then this, again, might not be the right <laughs> process. Mm. That yeah. might that might be the thing that you actually decide to stage, you know, uh, in a town square Absolutely. <laughs> with a few of your milk crates yep. because oh, actually yeah. it, it's soapbox theatre and you need to say that, that political pl- piece that has to be yeah. said now to the people of Australia maybe that's the best way to get the message out yeah. straight away or in that online space you know mm. where you've got a more direct connection to audience mm. so it's a very particular vehicle to get into is mm. the uh, the Queensland yes. Premier's Drama Award but it's for the right play it's an exciting mm. fit because yes it can actually give you access to people to work on it with you very quickly. Absolutely. And that can be quite fun.
2: <laughs> mm. And people who you haven't met before or people you haven't been introduced before or people that are on your wish list of yeah, working with absolutely. as well. Look, Dan, and you and I had worked together for the I first know. time on that, which is silly considering we are both been in prison for I, know. I was just thinking years. about that.
3: I was going, that was actually a wonderful opportunity. It was kind of a full circle moment to be mm. able to come back to the award in that way mm. and go, oh, I'm meeting a playwright. Across. And I think as
2: part of as part of our development too, we got in a few other writers yes. in the city to, to just read. And yes. I think that was that was one of the things that I was really appreciative of. And something that, you know, folks can do even before they yes. enter this award is just to get together their circle and just read the work.
3: I think that is such a great point. Steve and I think also with Lee now as AD of Queensland Theatre and this is someone who's, who's a huge champion and campaigner of new work and knows how to nurse something from mm. page to stage it doesn't have to look like your completed script room with actors going let's do a complete reading it might be like let's pull this one moment apart yeah let's bring in an expert in I don't know Biomedicine. Let's mm-hmm. let, let's bring in this other thing to kind of help bolster whatever yeah. this play needs. It's bespoke, so you're not just entering into a cookie cutter process, yeah. which is what I'm hearing. And. When these judges, I imagine, battle it out in, in sort of battle royale, that's all on the table. It's going, what does this piece need? Like, what is and it do giving we think, us?
1: And one of the things that comes up, ha, and having been mm. through this process a, a couple of times now, what comes up with the judges is, do we think that the best version of this play can happen with the resources that we have within the next 12 months?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's responsible. Because it's kind of, you don't want to kill a really good idea no. with a production too soon.
2: And that can be very easy to do. It
1: can be really easy to do. You can get excited and go, "I'm, I'm sure it can get there." Mm. And if it doesn't, yeah. you've taken a really precious idea from a playwright and you've killed it. Yeah. And we don't actually have that many plays to yes. do that mm. to. You know, yes. we're not talking about the same numbers of America or England yeah. where they will just move ahead with something, and if it mm. falls over by the wayside, then they're on to the next playwright. I feel a real responsibility to make sure that we are working for the playwright in mm. making sure that their idea comes. to the stage at the right time totally and that's part one of the considerations that will happen with the judges do we think it can get there because mm. by the time obviously by the time we're sitting there it's not an anonymous process yeah. it's Names you've got, on the table. you've got mm-hmm. you've met the playwright mm, yeah. do we think they're ready for it mm. you know which is a big factor in a state space because yep. it can be a bit of a steamroller
3: so what i'm hearing <laughs> which is really interesting which i hadn't considered before it's not just about the work the time we get to selections, it's, it's also about the playwright and the it's, good of the work in the company. The good of the work
1: in the company, mm. it's yeah. It's mostly about the play. Yeah. Mm. Mostly about the play, but also the good of the playwright. Yeah. And there is a little bit of mystery at the heart of it. And, you know, whenever I yeah. talk about the mystery in theatre, you know, sometimes people get a little bit nervous because I, I'm not that touchy feely, but I do know that there are things that we can't understand that are about art, mm. that it moves us in unexpected ways. And we can't, while we can point to why we think it's moved us, mm. we can't break it down it's in a scientific way. And yeah. we have to trust that, that there's an instinct that moves in a, in a group of judges that's similar to an instinct moving in an audience that moves mm. toward the play. And mm. I've watched amazing plays sort of rise up gently through a whole judging processes to actually be the play that wins. Where well, you wouldn't have known it at the very beginning yeah, well, because it's a conversation about what is the story that's reaching us now that we really think we need to see. Mm-hmm. And it is a little bit mysterious. Mm. So when people ask for a transparency, I go, well, there's a group of people sitting in a room moved deeply by your work. Mm. That's what happens. The choice of one over the other. Sometimes you look at a play and you go, oh, it's close, but it's just actually not as ready as the other one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think it'll still be ready. And it's also interesting to me, and this is what people don't necessarily take into account, a play might not win an award, but we know about it. Yeah. And we wait for the play, and there are t- plays that go on that were shortlisted in other years Absolutely. that have finally found their time. There was one last, uh, there was a one or two last year, is that right?
2: Dylan Vandenberg? I definitely
3: know that. I think Constance Drinkwater and The Final Days of Somerset, which is this, st- mm. and look, here we go, this could be a disclaimer. Yeah. But I do think that one missed out on the award, but then got programmed right. the following year. Stephen Carlton's oh. work. And again, a play that was about a world and a location, even now it sparkles with urgency and
1: mm-hmm. wondering. Whereas mm-hmm. yours, there was not a time factor in "Oedipus Doesn't Live Here yeah. Anymore." I'm still somewhere in the back of my head thinking of when there was a revival of that because I've always yes. loved that play, and I was gutted oh. that I didn't get to direct it. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, <Bring laughs> I tried back. to. I tried mm-hmm. to bring it down to Griffin. I couldn't make yes. it work. Oh, it, uh, it
3: holds still. It's interesting. It's mm. um. I go back yes. and I read that, and I can hear the develop. What's gorgeous i can still hear the development conversations and i can yeah. still hear some of the dramaturgy from the time when i got into that room so i'm going what about this and me going yes i can trace all the little changes back to that process and that's mm. wonderful epic
1: i have a question when you were shortlisted mm-hmm. did you know what work you wanted to do on the play could you say to the company this is what i want to be doing or was it a conversation
2: absolutely I knew. You knew? Yeah. For me, I was very clear about it because because I had done so much work on the text and structure and just making sure that it was the best way it could be at that time. I mean, it's it's evolved very much since then. But I knew that I wanted to know more about what the play looked like. So I wanted to work with someone who was a director who could Mm. answer those questions that I didn't have, because I can see it in my Mm -hmm. head, but I don't always know if that's the most theatrical option. I don't know Mm. if that's going to serve the work the best. So I needed someone with a directorial eye. I knew that I wanted to do more work. Specifically for mine, I wanted to go, if I showed this to a stranger who didn't know me and didn't know my story, is this still going to hold up as a piece of theatre? Just from the view... Because
1: I didn't know you at all.
2: mm yeah, yeah, we had never met until and so I'm dealin- that process. So I'm
1: still kind of not dealing with it as your story. To be really honest, I'm like, is mm-hmm. this a good story? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Absolutely. you
1: know, there are questions where I go, oh right. <laughs>
2: because this can be another challenge with autobiographical pieces is that just because it happened to you doesn't necessarily mean that it is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is a, which is a harsh truth. Yeah. And but also what it happens is that I also have a vast oh. memory mm. of. Gaps that I have filled in my own brain that may not have been on the page, and so I needed I needed dramaturgy. So I also worked with Isaac Drenich, who is our resident dramaturg and wonderful human being, who gave me some preliminary notes, and then I worked into a development period with Dan.
1: And in COVID. So you were yes. also in a eight-hour rehearsal online, days on Zoom. We? Yeah, yeah, we were. Wow. We were revolutionising Zoom we, were, at that point. You were because actually at that point we yes. didn't know how to rehearse, that yes. it was even possible on Zoom. Yep. Yes. And I have to say thank you because oh. you both leapt into that. With we were such running, running
2: around, p- running around with props, yes.
1: uh, around uh, town, I was doing and covert
3: missions. Yep. Dropped off and built we're
2: doing boxes. Dead Contact, drops
1: off into letterboxes. Yeah, contactless and, delivery. Yes, yeah, we were doing brilliant. Props. Yeah,
2: and we also we also had an outstanding ensemble of. Actors that lent into that challenge
3: too. So we were, that was at the very beginning of this it all was, It was, it yeah. was. I think when I got shortlisted, I didn't quite know the logical steps of what I wanted to do, but I was very much encouraged by the judges who were all so lovely in the end. I had no reason to be terrified because they all kind of turned around and went, no, you have been shortlisted because you are riding into a really dangerous and exciting space and we just want to encourage you to keep going into mm. that space. And that was just a huge permission to mm. go, oh, Okay, awesome. And so what turned into, what do you want? I can write whatever you need. Turned into, okay, but no, what do I want? And what do I need to say? And then actually, Lee, to your point, I was just chasing the elusive bones go still, the audience goes quiet, and a moment of extreme transcendence or transformation happens. And that's all I wanted. I was like, I want to write dangerously and to that point. And can I do that? And can I do that? And then when I got to the reading and that moment, it, it, the moment did tick over for me and I think it was mm. there. And I went, oh, well, I got it. I got mm. there. And I actually left that process and went, I am a better writer. eight months after this than I yeah. was at the beginning because I went there and I did the Olympics. I was like, I did it. I ran I ran my record time, you yeah, know. <laughs> sure, I, lost the, I would have lost the Olympic race. But I, I did it in mm. my own, um, In my, I, I, I just got there. You know, mm. on my own speed, on my own terms.
2: And that's that's a really With the endorsement
3: of, of everyone. Yeah, is.
2: that's such a beautiful point that you bring up because that's not something that you can anticipate. You can't yeah. plan for that. You just have to hope that it happens. Yeah. And that's not something that you can describe in an interview process. No. You have to get to that point. And, and this is the thing too with with Dirt specifically. There are those moments where I can feel that... Mm. You know when you just have an audience mm. they're just sitting there with you? I, I can't take that into an interview room and say, well, you know, people, this will people felt exactly. something. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't, unless I take them into a theatre and show them that, but I can't mm-hmm. do that until I pass the interview process. So it's like, a, yeah, that's a whole thing. But, <laughs> but it's um, very much is an imprecise form of alchemy that mm-hmm. we are trying to do.
1: And there's an interesting question always, people thinking that, trying to second-guess constraints, I suppose. Yes. And yeah. people going, what, do you want a three-hander or a four-hander or what? I'm like, yes, which is don't what I'm like, worry about I made that. the mistake
3: of that. I made don't worry about that, mistake mistake that. Yeah.
1: Because I remember going, do you need 20 people? Do
3: you need 10? And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, what, what about, don't you – it would only be three people, won't it? And they're like, no, you have to really think about what, what do you need? Yeah. Like, what do you honestly need? Like that is important. Mm.
1: And, yes, economy, when we mean economy, it's not – we don't want to pay more actors. (laughs) I mean, what do you actually need? And have all of those characters earned a body? Yes, absolutely. Do they need to actually be a full solo body or is it a play with a lot of doubling in it? And if there is a lot of doubling, to what end? Because some of the best plays in the world use complex doubling and you see another theme, another story rise up out of Mm. of of the pairing, Yeah. Out of the form. You know, I'm looking at at the first day of rehearsal for Boy Swallows Universe today and there's some beautiful doubling that that team has done with with Tim McGarry and and Sam Strong, Mm -hmm. bringing together characters from that vast novel of trends, pairing them up thematically. And there are reasons that that same body is playing the light and the dark. It's my favourite
2: problem solved. Yeah, and and
1: the best doubling is imaginative and inspiring for an audience Mm. and the worst doubling is when you think, oh, the theatre just didn't have enough money for the extra body. Yeah. My heart breaks a little bit when you see in the character list, oh, but these can be doubled. Yeah. You go, no, 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 no. They are the need to be yeah. doubled, they have to be doubled. I go back to Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, Gloria. The doubling is so specific in that. If you mess with the doubling, you mess with his play. It's prescriptive. It's prescriptive. Yeah. It's there for a reason, and you might not see it to begin with, but smart writers mm. know exactly why the same body is being deployed mm. for mm-hmm. the different characters. Mm-hmm. And so I go, think about the, your doubling. But if you need there to be one person only for that moment, even if it's only two minutes... You know, we don't do that with our plays so often anymore. Have no. used a one body for just one moment. No, I think it feels yeah. incredibly wasteful in Australia, yeah. doesn't it? Yes. But
2: yes. <laughs> it's a luxury.
1: So there are a whole lot of playwrights around the country. Do I put in for this award? Do I not put in for this award? Look, there isn't a right answer to this. And I also know that there are some playwrights that don't think that awards should be competitive, that you shouldn't be asked to put your work into a competition. And I respect that point of view. But I also, having worked on a number of different awards, I also know that I have encountered playwrights who I have then gone on to work with in other plays and I've found plays that I've then in one award that I've done in another company for me as a as a director the exposure that it gives me to playwrights around the country is Second to none. Mm-hmm. And I love that that generosity of spirit that says, Yes, I am gonna put my work in and I'm gonna trust it will be well read and respected and valued and that I don't know where this is gonna end up, whether it Absolutely. wins or not. Mm-hmm. See the sort of the worst day for me is the announcing of a long list because that's a whole lot of people that go, Oh, I didn't make the long list. Mm-hmm. And you go, I want to say to all of those writers, but yes, we've talked about your plays and there are really good things in there. And no, we don't have the resources to give everybody written feedback on where their draft is at. Mm. But knowing that having gone through a reading before, things have stayed with me. There was one extraordinary play that started on pyramids and moved around the whole world. And I was like, I couldn't, you know, the scale of it was kind of extraordinary. And mm. I was like, wow, it didn't all add up into a play at that particular point. But I was so inspired by the mm. the spatial ambition yeah, yeah. that and I've always kept that as a benchmark in my head as I've read other plays. So what are you going to say to all of those writers around the country who are thinking about it with this particular award? Because it's, it is an odd one.
2: It's an incredibly vulnerable thing to do to trust your story that maybe you have been working on for a very long time. Writing is incredibly lonely, and so when we're trusted to hand it over to somebody else, it can be really scary to let go. As someone who's been through the process myself, my craft wouldn't be where it is because of a process like what this award has given me. It's given me new eyes over the projects that I do now, and the works that I'm creating at the moment have all been because of the folks that I met during the process the judges that I have had to justify and continually justify my work to, which is a gift because now I am an artist that can talk about my work in a way that's representative of my vision. I now have experience in rehearsal rooms. I now have experience with the State Theatre Company. It's it's all of these things that could take you a much longer path to get otherwise. So if you're even thinking about it for half a second, thinking about whether – you have a story that is worth sharing on a stage at Queensland Theatre, then I would do it. I would do it. And then at the very least, you get an email that thanks you for your time and then you start again.
3: Mm. Oh, my gosh. How do I follow that? I would say, ditto, ditto, ditto. Cheers, cheers, cheers. And I would add to that, Steve, echo every sentiment there and say, let's zoom out for a second and just go, it's been a really tough time Mm. for writers and for theatre, full stop, and let's just celebrate the fact this is a chance for you. We put the microphone and the megaphone to voices from around the country and say, bring them to us. Like, actually, just give us voices and stories and even in, are able to put aside, which is very, which is so difficult, and go, that's myself, that's my, that's me in that script and actually go, yes, but I'm submitting to a bigger thing, which is a celebration of writing and of stories right now. And put your voice and put your story on the table because it's worth it. You know, it's really, really is worth it. And if award's not for you, I totally understand. I totally respect that. I would offer, however, three key tips. One is don't Try and direct the play from within the writing. I think that's a big mistake some people make on a, on a particularly on the Queensland Premier's Drama Award. You go, oh, I've got to try and direct it so they can see it. No, that's our. That's so exciting for us to go. How could we put it on stage? Gaps, yeah. Second of all, I would go follow your urgency and follow what excites you in the story. Don't yeah. think about what is palatable, <laughs> or what is um, achievable. Follow the tale of the muse, that cosmic thing that Lee was talking about. And finally, think of your audience and think about how can you shock cajole, entertain, inspire, yeah. move them deeply. Don't ever yeah. lose sight of the people who at the end of the day this award is for and
1: that's yeah. the thousands of people who yeah. are coming. And How the, do you get the, grabbed in a yeah.
2: foyer after? And
1: people. <laughs> that's a different conversation. <laughs> like people concerned. your audience. Don't think about the audience as some mythic and other people yeah. who you don't know. They are people you know. Yeah. yeah. If you're an Australian writer. You're writing for an Australian audience. You're writing for people you know and care about. What do you want to say to them? Mm. It's your mum, it's your dad, it's your aunt, it's your cousins, it's your friends from school. If it's not them, who is it?
3: Yes. If it's
1: a particular audience, yeah. who is it? And yes. who's not in your audience and who do you mm. want to have in your audience mm-hmm. and who do you want to invite in and how do you how do missing? you invite yeah. them? Yeah. Who's missing from your audience? People it.
3: Yes. It's yes. people
1: you know. It's not like trying to write a play for mythical American audiences yes. who mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. So, it, so you know yeah. these people. Talk to them yeah. with your play. And anticipate, you know who they are, you know how smart they are. Audiences are very smart. If you're in a conversation with them theatrically, they will be speaking back to you in your head in the Mm. same way when you sit and watch your friends plays and they're kind of talking to you. You're talking back, but why are you saying that? Because of this and this. You're in an Mm. argument with that person. Mm. You're in a good conversation and it's a rich space. So Mm. that's what we talk about when you people the audience. People your audience with Queenslanders. Yeah, I don't know if you've been to Brisbane in a while. I have to say, my favourite space is actually walking along the river, and yeah. I'm looking at people going. I'm looking at people going. What have I got to do to get you into our theatre? Mm. Mm. If you're not already mm. coming to Queensland mm. Theatre, what have I got to do to get you in? Yeah. Because I've got a sto- I've got stories to tell you. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. And it's you're exciting. going to want to hear them. It is exciting. It yeah. is exciting. So one entry per writer. <gasps> Yes, yeah, Steve, you're out. Yeah, I a broke whole play. You I Steve. broke it. A whole play. And When I say a whole play, I'm thinking it's got to be sixty minutes or more. Yes, yep. under sixty yep. minutes is a short play. That's so
3: it so can't yes. be foreseen. So Dan also S- out. So, yep, great. It's We've like, both yeah. been.
1: The yeah. chairs haven't been, turned for us. Huh? Turned yet. <laughs> okay. Any Australian or Australian resident of any age can write. So if you're a young writer, you can put it in. Stand by, yeah. Yeah. Polly. Stand um, for you. And any experience. This is open to experienced writers. It's open to first time writers. Absolutely. It will be a, initially read by people who have no idea who you are. I would also say the interesting thing for me is a Queensland play doesn't need to be set in Queensland. Mm-hmm. A Queensland audience doesn't just want to see things set in Queensland. It could be set anywhere in the world. Mm. It can be about any sort of mm. any sort of story around the world. And if it's not in English, we do need a translation so we can read it. Yep. Because mm-hmm. theoretically an Australian play doesn't have to be in English. Correct. But we do need to be able to assess it. Yep. And I unfortunately only have English and some Very bad French, (laughs) Um, which would limit me, but that would be a thing. Now, if you, in the end, win the Queensland Premier's Drama Award, you will receive a full production of your work on the Queensland Theatre stage, a commission to finish your play, and $30,000 to actually allow you to live as a writer for a period of time so that you can do that. It's It's amazing. It's amazing. The rent is done. Yeah. (laughs) And some food. Entries close on Friday the 3rd of September, and... Please know that we want to read your plays. We just get to be the first audience for your draft and ultimately we want to be inspired by that amazing brain that you have as a playwright that makes you look at the world and go, I have to write this in a play form, not a novel, not a TV series, yeah. not a TikTok Why is video. Why a wonderful, we missed wonderful, that
3: wonderful thing to say? It must mm. be clocked. Yeah. Why is it a play?
1: Why Attention is it must be paid to theatre. To yeah. theatre. Why yeah. do you want this to be wow. live yeah. people walking around a stage saying yep. these words? Why does it have to be theatre?
2: What is it that we do that other art forms can't do? Yeah. yeah.
1: Great. Okay, so I can't wait to read your plays. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for, to my two beautiful playwrights, both past oh, winners of the I awards, stop. for being so generous in talking about a very private process, Yeah. what yeah, it is absolutely. to both enter and win an award. Nerve-wracking, terrifying. Best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> it is. yes oh, And well I'm really one. sorry that when you won it, we didn't give you a bucket of cash as well. <laughs> That's fine. I know. <laughs> I have other income streams. I can't go into. that Well, every here. playwright does. Every playwright yeah. does. You have to. When does Am it close right
2: play again? about that one <laughs> day? <laughs>
1: what, what day? What date does submissions close? <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: my pen name.
1: Okay. Thank you so much for joining us for another thank quality you. time with Queensland Theatre. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for listening to Quality Time. Please rate and review it and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at QLD Theatre. You can visit our website queenslandtheatre.com.au to sign up to our e-news and learn more about the stories we'll be sharing next. We can't wait to see you at the theatre again soon. Bye!